0: This is the Salt Company National Podcast, a resource for college students on Mission for Jesus.
1: And welcome back to the Salt Company National Podcast. Zach here. Excited for another episode. Courtney, how are we doing today?
0: Oh, we are doing great. Excited for this next kind of like run of podcasts. Excited to talk with some conference hosts.
1: Okay, there it is. So guys, we are for the next four-ish episodes, going to introduce the four conference speakers who are going to speak at conference on the main stage, four big sessions from the Bible. And so each episode going forward is going to be kind of introducing who they are. So you can get a sneak peek before conference on who are these people, what's their background, and even some of the heart of the message. And today we are joined with our very first one, Icky Soma from Cottage Grove. Icky, how are we doing today?
2: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's a warm fall day here in Des Moines, so
1: I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. For sure. Here we go. Are you excited to host uh, the entire country in your backyard or what?
2: Uh, yes, as always, we're going to roll out the red carpet. We're very excited to
1: serve all the Salt Network and Salt Companies. Here we go. Well, Icky, thank you so much for joining us today. Excited to kind of get to know you a little bit more. So why don't you go ahead and start with, uh, we kind of hinted our, our already, but so where are you? Uh, what role do you have? What city are you in? What university are you ministering to? Why don't you introduce us quickly on what you're doing currently?
2: Yep. So I'm in Des Moines, Iowa, the capital city of Iowa, and I pastor Cottage Grove Church. And the two universities represented by us, majority are Drake University, which is like two blocks from where we are. And then also- Go Bulldogs. Go Bulldogs, yes. And Grandview Unir- University, which is Go Vikings. So those are like probably the two main schools on top of DMACC, our community college, and also uh, Mercy College, where my wife works, uh, the nursing Amazing. school. We've got some students from the Mercy, uh, Ner- Mercy College as well.
0: I think you hit on a, a really important thing for most of our uh, students who are going to be attending conference, and that is that it's called Des Moines, Iowa and not Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines. So, so I love, let's just, you know, all together say Des Moines and remember oh it gosh. as Des Moines. Um, so you're in Des Moines and you're pastoring Cottage Grove Church. Tell us a little bit about that church.
2: So Cottage Grove Church is probably unique than some of the other churches in the Salt Network and that we're an urban church in a kind of historically marginalized community. So even right before this podcast, uh, there's an a tender of our church who's very active in our community and said, hey, did you know that our trash can just got tagged by a gang? So they've marked our our campus or our parking lot as their territory. So I just texted a police officer a friend of mine who's with the Des Moines Police Department saying, hey, our trash can just got tagged. So I'm just letting you know that this is going on. And so if you guys will be aware of it. So, yeah, we're an urban campus, but love our community, love Drake, love students. Um, so that's, makes, that's what kind of makes us unique. Uh, but again, we're in the capital city, a historical neighborhood called Drake Park here in Des Moines.
1: Okay, Okay. so so you're at Cottage Grove. How long have you been there uh, as the lead pastor at Cottage Grove? I've been here a little over a year now. Okay, so you've been there for a year. Where were you immediately before? What have you been doing in ministry before this?
2: Sure, so uh, I've pastored probably the most ethnically, culturally diverse church in America before that called Cedar Refuge for about a wow. decade. And then before, uh, I mean, right after that, between that and Cottage Grove, I pastored a church called Bayou City Fellowship, probably one of the largest churches in Houston. Did that for a little over two years. Um, and in that, um, that's why I love the Salt Company and Salt Network, because we're planting churches, and I've coached probably over 50 different uh, church planters all across America. Majority of them saying, I want to plant a multi ethnic church or multicultural church. How do I do that? There's not a lot, of, not a lot of models out there. And so, yeah, that's why I love the Salt Network and Salt Company.
0: Yeah, I, I love that, Icky. I love that your experience comes from a, a diverse background, uh, but it also comes from uh, big, bigger cities, bigger churches, and your willingness to come to Des Moines, Iowa, which I think De- Iowa, in general, has a population of 3 million, Um, and so probably some of those churches that you've pastored in in the past, that's the whole city in itself, and then some. (laughs) And so we appreciate you coming uh, to Iowa to lead that church. What kind of led you specifically to Cottage Grove or to the Salt Network as you think about reaching college students and planting churches? Why do you get excited about that?
2: Yeah. So I'd say, again, Cottage Grove's commitment to really reflect our community. So Mm. Des Moines is the most diverse city in Iowa. And Courtney, yes, you're right. Uh, Greater Houston has 7.2 million people and the whole state of Iowa has 3.1 million people. So (laughs) Greater Houston has twice as many people than um, the entire state of Iowa. And our old neighborhood where we pastored uh, was about the size of Des Moines in terms of population. So, yes. Wow. um, but I would just say, yeah, I think Connors Grove's heart and the Salt Network's heart to plant churches, especially in the 403 cities across America with uh, colleges of 10,000 or more. Um, every prognosticator and prophet would say America's you know, uh, on the downfall in terms of church attendance and participation. And they say we've got to reach the next generation, but it doesn't seem like a lot of people are doing anything. And so I think the Salt Company's emphasis on reaching college students is where it's at if we're going to really reach the next generation. And so that's one of our core values, next generation. Um, so that's one of the things that excited me about Cosgrove.
0: I love that, Icky. And you actually, right now, you have college-age students right now in your family, is that correct? Tell us a little bit about your family.
2: Sure. Uh, so I have an older daughter named Iveta. So she just graduated with her MBA about six months ago. Uh, she played volleyball in college and then was a graduate assistant while she was working on MBA for a volleyball program. And then our younger daughter is Grace, and she's still in school as well. So currently she's in community college and hoping to finish up probably about a year and a half or so down in San Antonio.
1: There it is. Well, Icky, we love having you in the network. Certainly better having you in our network, especially the wisdom that you bring. Now, you mentioned Houston earlier, and if you're not going to bring it up, I'll bring it up. I know you were here at our church just a couple weeks ago, preaching at the commons, and we got some time together, and you told us a little bit about some other ministry opportunities Especially as a sports guy, I was getting excited about. it. go ahead and tell uh, the you know the listeners of the podcast what else have you been doing in your ministry career, especially when it comes to the old sports world.
2: Yeah, so um, God saved me through the game of rugby. So I always thought sports and Jesus went together. I was team chaplain <laughs> for the University of Texas San Antonio. So I was their first team chaplain for about a decade. And then I was team chaplain for the Houston Rockets while I was in Houston. So, up until I moved to Des Moines, I was working with them. So, that was kind of my roles I filled.
1: Okay, but tell us a little bit more about that. What was a good <laughs> experience that you had? What does it even mean that you're the chaplain for a football team and basketball team? What does that even mean?
2: Yeah, so in football, um, it's basically leading Bible studies and being kind of a counselor to the team. Uh, and then in the world of pro sports, as you probably know, I mean, for most pro athletes, it's hard to attend a church because you walk into church and I'm sure everybody and their mama wants to take a selfie or get your autograph. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, for a lot of the players, chapel was their church service. So every game, uh, one hour before tip off, we would have a Bible study of basically a little worship service. And so we have players and this is a surprising thing. So in college football and pro football, it's just that team that you're the chaplain for, but in the NBA, you actually do chapel for the home team, the home coaches, and the away team and the away coaches. So that's like at the, the same time,
1: like at the, the same, same time, time in the that's same room.
2: Time. Yeah, same room before same they time. play
1: against each other, they're coming in a room together.
2: Yep, for one hour before tip off, they'll come in, and <laughs> in an hour. They're going to be trading elbows and trying to fight for the win. But for that 15 minutes of chapel, they're brothers in Christ, and so they put those things aside. And I think it's a great picture of the local church because here are people who are you know, raised in the suburbs or urban context or black and white and Hispanic and Asian who for that 15 minutes say, Hey, even though we wear different team uniforms, we're brothers in Christ and we're going to seek God together.
0: That's awesome. I love that. And so you said, uh, when you started, you, you know, sports and Jesus go together. That's kind of your, your introduction or what you thought originally, you said you started with rugby. So tell us a little bit about how, you know, your time in college, how you came to know Jesus. What did it look like for you to share Jesus with uh, your college teammates, roommates, athletes? Like, tell us a little bit about your college experience and and, and be an encouragement to our, our students right now who are laboring on the sake of their campus and trying to reach their friends. So let's hear about your experience and then share your encouragement to those students who might be in a similar position that you are that you were.
2: Yeah, so I came to faith in Christ. I grew up in a non-Christian home, uh, but my junior year in high school, I started playing rugby. A friend invited me. I'd always been involved in sports, and so I didn't know that the coach of the team was a local youth pastor. And so at the end of the season, uh, one of my teammates who was a Christian shared the gospel with me, and he said, hey, do you celebrate Christmas and Easter? I said, I do. And he said, do you know why? I had no idea why. So he shared the gospel with me, gave me a little track, took it home, read it, and I believe. I believe I was a sinner and separated from God because of my sin and placed my faith in Jesus and I remember hearing somewhere that you're supposed to pray in your closet. So I remember taking that little track and this little prayer. <laughs> oh my gosh! I turned on the light in my walk-in closet and prayed the prayer. And you know, I I came out of the closet literally a new man in Christ and mm-hmm. um, got disciples. Our coach was really big into discipleship, so I got discipled. He was part of a revival that was going on at Cal Berkeley when he was in college. So a lot of the people who were leading the student ministry were former classmates and teammates of his at Cal Berkeley. So the guy who disciple me was Tom Sayer, who was the second string defensive end behind Ron Rivera, who ended up playing for the Bears and now is coach for the Washington Commanders. So again, sports and Jesus just went together all, all my life. And so got to college and I did the same thing. I used sports to reach out to my teammates. So a couple of Christian teammates and I started a Bible study through the Gospel of John for our non-Christian teammates. And we served dinner every night and then asked people to read the Gospel of John. And we'd study it together and introduce them to Uh, This one who claimed to offer eternal life. So, um, to encourage people, uh, I would say that Bible study that we had let's say a dozen players come to it initially wasn't fruitful. Like, we didn't see people like coming to faith in Christ. But there is one person in our Bible study who actually came to faith in Christ. And uh, today he's actually a pastor in New Zealand. Hmm. The craziest thing because he was one of the wildest craziest like your guys and and to know that he's a pastor today would be like that's no there's no way that mm. he's a pastor today but he was just the, just one of the wildest guys and one of the, one of the better players who probably one of the best players on our team but he came to faith in Christ and today is a pastor in New Zealand and serving there and with his wife and his family so uh, that that'd be my encouragement you may not see the initial when you plant seeds you're saying all right God like cause the growth Make something happened, but it could be a year, ten years, five years later that the seeds that you plant, the gospel seeds you plant, uh will sprout and harvest and lead to things that you can see.
1: Wow, what what an encouragement. Have you been out there to uh New Zealand or no? You visited them?
2: I'm hoping to uh Let's my wife and I hoping now that COVID I think is kind of behind us to get to travel and go out to New Zealand and <laughs> other It's
1: beautiful out there. I've never been but I think they film Lord of the Rings out there. Anyway, so we're talking <laughs> conference, Icky, and uh coming up You're speaking. Have you, I'm trying to remember, have you been? I know you're newer to the network, but you've been to conference, right?
2: Yep, I went earlier this year, February of this year, I did.
1: Okay, so you went. Tell us, uh, I mean, what was your favorite thing about conference, being in that room, being part of the weekend? Just go ahead and tell us what, I mean, favorite part of the weekend?
2: Favorite part of the weekend? Uh, I would say just the numbers of seeing four to 5,000 college students who've given up a weekend to come in the midst of studying and midterms and all those things that come out and say, we just want to come and worship Jesus. And also to know, I'm sure there are people there who are clueless on why they're there. Their frat brother or friend invited them and they're there. And so we may see people come to faith in Christ and hear the gospel. So uh, that's probably the most exciting thing, you know, um, yeah, just for yep. the numbers of students.
0: Yeah, I love that too. I think one thing I love about Icky uh, in the context I've been with him, he is a front row learner. He is, I mean, literally I've seen him sit in the front row of places and he's one of the older uh, lead pastors of of the bunch, not to totally give you away, Icky. But um, one thing that I love about him is just his posture of heart to to learn and to be transformed uh, by God's word and by the teaching. And so now, if you can embody Icky at the conference this weekend and, and to think like, here's what it means to engage with the content, to say like, God, would you transform me and be uh, help this content to just help me to follow Jesus and know you better? Um, I love that about Icky. And so I've appreciated uh, following his leadership and excited for him uh, to preach at conference because he's someone I would say, follow Icky as he follows Christ. So Icky, as you're thinking and looking forward to conference 2024, what are you most excited about? So outside of the number of students are going to show up, you're preparing, the Lord's working on your heart, spirit speaking to you as you're preparing uh, the message. What are you most excited about?
2: Uh, One of the great things, I don't know how, why, when, you know, we can't move God's hand. Uh, What I'm most excited about is that weekend, there will be some. Young men and young women who will hear God's voice and who will answer the call either to come to faith in Christ for the first time or answer the call to be part of a salt network plant who will answer the call to do missions over the summer or maybe long-term missions Who will answer the call to particular vocation as well. Um, That's that's the thing that excites me is that uh, with that age, You make some pretty big decisions in life, whether it's about faith or about your family, about your career. So that's that's probably the biggest thing is the opportunity to be there for a weekend where I know there will be students, hundreds, even thousands of students who may make some pretty
1: life altering, destiny altering decisions. Mm. And and so as you're prepping your message, I don't know. Do we do sneak peeks, Courtney? Of uh, what we is could
0: the, do a, l- a little sneak peek for sure?
1: Oh, okay. Icky, why don't you uh, either by way of like, here's the thing I'm praying for coming out of the message, or just give us give us a little sneak peek uh, where we might be heading at conference.
2: This is like the movie previews now. Like people are you know a little teaser get people. Like, <laughs>
1: And, I'm excited and, for it.
2: Give me- <laughs> Courtney, thanks for your kind words as well. Like you mm. had me in tears almost. So thanks for mm. your kind words and cursing.
1: except when she called you old. Can we acknowledge that? No,
0: I didn't. I just I think there's something to be said about people who like Icky is one of the wisest people in the room, and he's still mm. willing to be right. edified by God's word. I just think if there's anyone who should be sitting in the front row and learning, it's people like me. Icky should be in the back, you know. Doing whatever he wants to do, but instead he is that that humble posture of a learn learning uh, humble servant of Jesus. So I, it wasn't a negative thing. It was okay. yeah, yeah yeah to emphasize how incredible that is. Uh, so
1: that's good. That's good. okay. Well, I, I'm not gonna
2: say I'm sorry. Exactly. I'm not gonna just like, say I'm, like I'm sorry. We like said earlier, so I mean, I have a 24 year old daughter and 22 year old daughter, so people can probably guess my age. You put know, put the pieces probably, together. But <laughs> Courtney did say earlier before we recorded this, I did do 22 pull ups. And so I'm still trying to you know stay in shape and keep running with Here the young guys. So yeah, he
0: did. I thought it was 50. I thought on his 50th birthday he did 50, <laughs> 50 pull-ups, and I think I've been telling people that. And I'm a little bit bummed that I know it's 22 now because then I you know have been lying to people and I didn't know it, but. I'll, I'll be honest, it's 22, but that's way more than I can do. So, Zach, you got twenty-two in you? N-
1: uh, no shot. <laughs> Maybe four. Okay, no, no, okay. T- okay, let's go back. feet. Okay, Ephesians. Okay, give us give, give us the sneak peek that we're all waiting for.
2: Yep. So I'm kicking it off. We'll be in Ephesians chapter two, verses one through ten. And if there is a section of scripture in the mm. Bible mm. that is pivotal, uh I would guess probably John chapter three and Ephesians chapter two and probably second Corinthians five are some of the most pivotal and Romans eight are probably some of the most pivotal chapters. So I'm really excited about that. I think in that it talks about what I call the why. So, you know, nowadays people are talking about know your why or what's your why, like your motive for doing something. So when we've got 5,000, or 5,000 students who are there on top of the hundreds of hours that have gone into preparing and setting up, My question is, why are we here today? And I believe Ephesians Mm. 2, 1 through 10 answers that question of why do we gather for the Salt Conference? Why is the Salt Company? Why the Salt Network? Why? I think it answers that question.
0: Amazing. Well, we're excited to um, yeah, just hear what God has been teaching you and the Spirit's going to speak through all of us and can't wait to hear the why behind why we're doing that, guys. And so thank you so much, Icky. We're really excited to hear from you um, in the next couple months and excited to hear how God has been moving um, in you and excited. So Icky, would you pray for our, uh, us as we end the podcast for our students who are listening for the conference? Just ask that God would already be stirring and moving in people's hearts.
1: Yep.
2: Let's pray. Master, I come before you now on behalf of every single student right now who is even contemplating and praying about going. I pray that you would give them a a definitive divine yes, God. I pray if they're worried about finances and travels that you provide for every single need they have. And God, in advance now, we pray for every single speaker. I pray now for Rob and Mark and Dean and myself, that you would speak to us. I pray for, you pray for Jacob and all those who are leading worship as well, that they would lead us to worship you in song and music. God, I pray for the hearts of every single person who's there, for the ones who don't know you yet, God, that they would trust Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus, King Jesus for the first time and experience not just a life change today, but just a destiny changing, destiny altering transformation, God. And I pray for those who've already placed their faith in Christ. God, would you call some to be part of a salt network plant, maybe when they graduate in a few months, or to step up in leadership, or to uh, serve as a connection group leader, or to go overseas on a mission trip. God, I pray that you would be at work even now in the hearts of those who are coming to the Salt Conference in January. I pray for traveling grace and journeying mercies. God, would you watch over each and every one of us, the volunteers, the staff, the speakers, and all those who attend. And we ask all this
1: in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Icky. And if you are looking forward to some incredible sermons from guys like Icky, you are in good company. Thank you guys. And we will see you soon.